This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Well, I'm ministering today on Faith Principles Part 4, continuing on our faith series. And uh, how many people have been growing in faith in the faith series? Amen? And so we're looking at Hebrews 11.6. And uh, in, in, in that verse, it says, but without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So God, as I always say, he's in the rewarding business. You've got to believe that God's a good God. And I love uh, Ephesians 3.20 that he will give us abundantly above more than we can ask or think according to the power that works where? Within the pastor. No, according to the power that works within us. I'm going to say this and I might be getting into my message for next week. You have the resurrection power of Jesus Christ in you today. Amen. You have resurrection power. Amen. And so we please God by believing him, by believing his word and believing that he's a rewarder. We discovered in our series that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That's why you just don't get it the first time. That's why you got to keep coming out to church every Sunday. You have to keep hearing the word of God because as Christians, we can leak. And what do I mean by that? Christians, there are times where doubt and unbelief can try to creep into our lives. Anybody ever deal with doubt and unbelief in the house today? And sometimes the enemy will get us focused on the wrong things, but we got to be focused on the right things. Don't focus on what's not happening. Focus on what is happening. Praise God for the little wins in your life. Oh, you hear what I'm saying to you today? God, number two, God imparts supernatural Faith into our spirits through his word. So his word is, is, is seed. And that seed produces the power to produce whatever his word says it will produce. I, I like this, that God actually gives us faith to stand. I love that. And it says here in Romans twelve three, For I say through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, soberly, As God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. So I'm going to say this to you this morning that you have a measure of the God kind of faith. I'm saying this to you this morning that that it doesn't matter how impossible it may look. Whatever circumstance or situation is facing you today. You have have the, 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 the seed of faith. Jesus said all you need is a mustard seed of faith. And you can say to the mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea. Are you hear what I'm saying to you today? So all you need is a little, you don't need a lot of faith. All you need is a little bit of faith. Amen? A little bit of faith. Uh, I'm going to say this to you today. Number three, we can speak to our mountains. We need to be, we, see, we, a lot of times we're allowing the mountains to speak to us, but we need to speak to the mountains. 
And we need to speak the word of God. We need to speak grace to our mountains. Jesus says it this way in Mark 11, 22 to 24. Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God. For surely I say to you, whoever says to the mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes those things he says will be done. He will have whatsoever he says. Therefore, I say to you, whatever you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. So we see here that we need to speak to our mountains, but we got to be very careful in the process of us speaking to our mountains that we don't allow doubt to rob us of the blessings of God in our lives. In other words, you know, James says that you have to ask in faith, not doubting. And James says that if you doubt, let that man think he'll get nothing from the Lord. That's pretty strong. So, so we can't allow doubt to overcome our belief system. We can't allow doubt to overcome our faith. So faith can overcome the doubts in our life. In other words, you need to doubt your doubts and believe God. Amen. Say, I doubt my doubts. I was, I was funny, you know, how the enemy works. And does the devil ever work on you? Amen. I mean, the devil works on me every once in a while. And, uh, you, know, the, you know, sometimes he'll work on me after a, a sermon and say, well, that, would really, that sermon really wasn't that great. I don't think the people really got that much out of it. Uh, you know, you didn't really do as good as you, you didn't bring your A game. It, it, it never ever work on you like that. And, I, you know, I, I, I preached my message last week and the devil was beating me up. And then John said, John comes to me today and says, that was one of the best sermons I heard on, on healing. And I'm like, I said, what? And I'm like, you know, and what, what am I saying? I'm saying that don't, don't, you know, doubt your doubts and believe God. Believe that God is with you. Believe that God is for you. Believe that God will never leave you or forsake you, no matter what it looks like. Are you hear what I'm saying to you today? You must keep believing. Look at your neighbor and say, keep believing. I'm going to say this. Faith by itself is not enough. We must add action to our faith. Believing is acting as if God's word is true. You have to act like God's word is true. I remember listening to Brother Hagin and uh, he uh, inherited a church that had a lot of problems and he would get together with other ministers and they would talk about, you know, when they got together, their problems of their church. But Brother Hagin never talked about problems in his church and they would be elevating the, the other ministers would be elevating the oh you don't know what's going on in my church and you don't know what's and, but brother Hagin would never say anything and brother Hagin you know finally said hey brother Hagin how how's your church doing he said great everything's wonderful and they knew that he had a church that had a lot of problems and he said how can you say it he said I, I just believe God's word I just believe that God is working in the church. I just believe that God is making a difference. And I'm not looking at the problems or the circumstances. I'm looking at the promises of God's word. And I'm believing things are getting better. You must believe that things are getting better. Say things are getting better. And I know sometimes they say, and you know, the world says it's going to get worse. Before it gets better. Have anybody ever heard that? It's going to get worse. Before it's, No, it's getting better in, in, in my realm. 
It's not going to get worse. No, it's going to get worse for the devil. It's going to get better for me. Because my Bible says we go from glory to glory, from faith to faith. Hey, are you hearing what I'm saying today? We are going from, we're going higher and higher, from glory to glory, from faith to faith, glory to God. So, so, so you, we are moving forward. Look at your neighbor and say, we're moving forward. Amen. So my, my title of my sermon today is uh, The Power of Hope. You must, you must, see, the devil is after our hope. The devil, see, 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 faith won't work if you don't have hope in it. Hope and love are the two key ingredients to making faith work. Amen. And, and hope is the key. In Hebrews 11, 3, it says, by faith, uh, in Hebrews 11, 1, it says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. I know you've been, I've been preaching on faith for weeks and I haven't hit on this, uh, on this scripture yet. I've had my mom said, what about that scripture? You need to hit on that. And so I said, I'm going to do that today. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Uh, by faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. What is he saying here? He's saying here that the spirit realm is greater than the natural realm that we see today. And the things of the Spirit is more real than the natural things that we see today. The natural things are subject to change, but the Spirit realm, it, it, it lasts forever. God's Word, Jesus said, my Word will never pass away. His Word is Spirit and His life will never pass away. And as long as God's Word is abiding in you, you will never pass away. Are you, how much word is abiding in you? You better get enough word and you better have at least John 3, 16 abiding in you. What, what's that? What's that, pastor? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. You better have at least John 3, 16 in there. That's enough word to get you into heaven. Oh, I'm preaching today. Just that one scripture is enough word, just one scripture, yeah, just that one scripture is enough word to get you into heaven. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And so faith is the substance of things hoped for. And that word hope, the Holy Spirit revealed this to me. Hope is actually, you could say it this way, that, 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 that faith is the substance of things envisioned for. In other words, what is your vision? How are you seeing things? How, what are you visualizing? We got to visualize the fact that God is with us and that he's working on our behalf. Faith takes the impossible and sees the possible. Amen. I'm going to say it again. Faith takes the impossible and sees the impossible. I'm going to say this today. You must see it before you receive it. I know that sounds like a paradox because the Bible says we must believe it to see it. And I understand that we have to believe it. But in that believing, we have to have a vision of it coming to pass. Say, my blessing is coming to pass. Amen. It's coming to pass. Amen. I love that. So faith takes the impossible and believes and sees the possible. 
Jesus said to him, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. We know that Jesus said that to the man that had the boy that was vexed with the devil, that the disciples could not cast that demon out. And, 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 and the man was having problems with his faith. And he said, God, he said to Jesus, help my unbelief, help me to believe. And Jesus said, if you have faith, if you believe all things are possible, he put it back on the man. If we just believe, look at your name and say, just believe. All things are possible. All things, all things. That was such a powerful statement that Jesus made that in the Garden of Gethsemane, he was asking God if it, if it was possible that the cup could pass him up of going to the cross. Think about this. And you know, that was a powerful prayer that he prayed. There's, there's very few prayers that, Je- that, that was not answered with Jesus. Je- every prayer Jesus prayed answered. But that prayer was more of a prayer of consecration than more of a petition prayer. But he, it, was, it was like, God, nevertheless, I'm glad he added that to it. Nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. Thank God that he added that to that. Because if he didn't add, nevertheless, not my will, in the Garden of Gethsemane, 10,000 angels would have came, and we would have not had Jesus on the cross, and he would not have been raised from the dead. But thank God, he said, nevertheless, nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. If you're going to walk in great faith, you better walk in the will of God. You better keep obeying God. Keep doing what God's calling you to do, no matter what it looks like. Keep moving forward in God. I have people that, you know, that used to come to church and they were so faithful. And now, and, and they're not coming to church anymore. And they're like doing their own thing. And I'm, I'm calling them up. I say, you need to get back to church. And, and they're just getting too busy for God. Don't get too busy for God. And I remember when I got, I got out of church and I got too busy for God. It didn't take long where my life turned upside down. Amen. And I made a, I made a promise to God when, when I came back to the Lord that I would never miss church. I, can, I made a promise to God that no matter what, come hell or high water, whatever it takes, I'm going to be in church. I'm going to be serving in church. I'm going to be worshiping in church. I, I won't let a Sunday go by. I won't let a Sunday go by without coming to church. Are you hear what I'm saying? Why? Because this is the meeting place for God's people. Amen. Amen. Matthew 19, 26. And I know a lot of you made that commitment. Glory to God. But Jesus, uh, Matthew 19, 26 says this way. But Jesus looked at them and said to them, with men, it is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Jesus, see, faith and hope will, will cause us to overrule the natural circumstances in this life, the natural science in this world. See, Jesus was able to override natural science. And I'm going to say this. Jesus override natural science by changing water to wine. He, 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 he override natural science by calming the storms. He override natural science by walking on water because it's impossible to walk on water. Science says water will, you walk on water unless it's frozen. You're going to sink. 
But Jesus was able to override natural laws. We can override the natural laws that's trying to bring us down and it can cause us to rise up. Jesus multiplied fish and loaves for thousands of people. Jesus override natural laws by casting out demons, by raising the dead, by opening blind eyes. Jesus healed incurable diseases. We got to believe that that Jesus did all these things, but even greater than that, we got to believe that we can do these things as well. You must start believing that Jesus is your example. And Jesus said, the works that I do, you can do. That's the reason why he went to the cross. Why did he go to the cross? So that he could be seated in heavenly places with the Father. So that he could pray for us. But not only that, so we as the church could be seated in heavenly places. Am I talking to anybody today? Glory to God. So faith sees by believing and acting on it that it's so. Hebrews eleven seventeen and 19. By faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac as he who had received the promise, offered him his only begotten son, whom it was said, in Isaac you seed shall be called, concluding that God was able to raise him up, even from the dead, from which he also received him as a, figure, as a figurative sense. So what is he saying here? He's saying that Abraham, now sometimes we watch movies, and we got people making movies, Bible movies. And sometimes you will see Abraham crying. And, you know, he was crying over taking Isaac up to the mountain. And it was a real hard decision. And he was like, no, that, that's not how it went. A- a- Abraham already knew and already believed that if he took his son up on the mountain to sacrifice his son for God, that God would raise him up. He would give life back to him. See, he said this because we know this because when Abraham and his son and his servants went with them to go up into the mountain, he said to his servants, stay down here. Me and my son will come back down the mountain. So he already knew what am I saying? Hope visualizes the promise as being done. So, so what did Abraham do? He already knew. He already visualized if he had to, you know, sacrificing his son, that, that God would raise him up, that God would bring him back to life. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? And so, so even though he was willing and he was willing to, to put that knife down on his son's heart, the angel stopped him. Glory to God. There was a ram in the thicket. And then finally the revelation God will provide the lamb. He provided the ram, but the lamb is the lamb of God that was slain from the foundation of the world. And in God's eyes, Abraham already killed Isaac by faith because he was already, he already did it in his heart. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? So what I'm saying to you today, I'm saying that, that as, as Abraham believed in spite of you know, the circumstances of the impossibility odds of, of a dead person not being raised from the dead. He believed it, and that's what we believe today. Let me give you five keys to get your hope alive and, and walking with God. Number one key that we need to do if we're dealing with hopelessness in our life, if we're dealing with depression in our life, what we need to do is we need to do what Jesus did. We need to withdraw. 
we need to take time to withdraw. And at different times, we need to just get away. Sometimes, you know, you might be married. You might, I might, I, I get away. I, sometimes I need to get out of the house. You know, there's a lot of things going on in my house. Sometimes I'll come over here and spend time with God, spend time in worship. And, and I'm going to say this, that if you're going to get hope back alive in your life, you might have to withdraw and get close to God. In Luke 5, 16, it says, So he himself, talking about Jesus, often withdrew into the wilderness and prayed. So if Jesus had to withdraw into the wilderness and pray, if Jesus, our Lord and Savior, had to do this, how much more do we need to kind of get away from, you know, the, sometimes the family, sometimes just get away, get, in, get a car ride, get into your, 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 your mobile tabernacle and start doing some worship. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Number two, we need to learn to wait. Nobody likes to wait for anything. We need to learn to wait on God. God's not in a hurry. We are. We're always in a hurry, but God is not. Why? Because God wants us to live through a process. He wants us growing. And so we're not going to always see everything happen all at once. Moses got in a hurry in his 40s. Moses uh, got, he knew that a call of God was on his life and and he, and he was excited, and in his 40s, he killed an e- Egyptian that was, you know, that was messing with one of his, his brethren. And so, uh, you know, one of the Israelites. And so Moses stepped out of time, and he ended up on the backside of a hill for 40 years. But thank God, even though that we can make some mistakes... Even though that we can miss it at times. Even though we can make some major... Bl- I'm going to say this. God's not finished with you. Your life is not over. No matter what you might have de- did in your past, whatever you did, I'm telling you, leave your past in your past. Keep moving forward in God. Don't, you can't move forward if you keep looking in the rearview mirror. You've got to keep moving forward. And even with Moses taking that misstep, you know, he, with his zeal, God still, his calling was still on his life. And at 80, 80 years of age, he started his ministry. He had a God encounter. So when you wait on God, you need to wait until you get that in burning bush experience. See, some of you, reason why you're not as sold out to God as you need to be is because you haven't had that burning bush experience. And when you get that burning bush experience with God, glory to God, it will change you forever. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? I was talking to one of the ladies at church and I, and she was giving me, a, she was witnessing to me about how she came back to God and God gave her dreams, you know, and, and these dreams weren't good dreams and they were dreams that she was going to end up in a bad place. And I'm telling you, thank God, thank God for warning dreams. Thank God that he warns us and, and he reveals to us that where we're, we're getting out of place and, and he warns us. Amen. And, 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 she, and those dreams brought her back to God. Hallelujah. 
And so what I'm saying to you today, that, that no matter, you might be praying for somebody, you might be believing for your family members or believing for a loved one, God can intervene. God can do the impossible. Where it's impossible with man, all things are possible with God. Abraham and Sarah, you know, they got impatient and they ended up getting an Ishmael. And you know, you know, I like to say Ishmael. <laughs> I like to do a play on words. An Ishmael. Have you ever had an Ishmael in your life? You ever jumped ahead of God? You ever did something and, oh man, that was a mistake. But thank God that God can correct mistakes. Now, it wasn't easy on Abraham. He had to let Ishmael go. He had to send him and Agar away. Uh, but you know what? It was a lot of pain in the life. But we don't want, we don't want to move ahead of God. Say, say this, uh, keep God in front of you. Amen? Psalms 46 says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted on the earth. So we need to understand this, that God wants to be exalted in our lives. And we need to... We need to be still and know that as we spend time with God, uh, as we exalt Him, uh, He will bring us out of those bad places into a good place with Him. Psalm 62.5 says this, My soul waits in silence for God, only for my hope is from Him. So what is the benefits of waiting on God? I'm glad you asked. In Isaiah 40.31, Yet those who wait for the Lord will gain new strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not get tired. They will walk and not become weary. And I'm telling you, sometimes people, I hear sometimes people say, well, you know, I was too tired to come to church. I was too tired to get to read my Bible. I was too tired to witness this. Listen, listen, if you start waiting on the Lord, He will stir you up. He will get you into a place where you won't be tired anymore. I remember Jesus was witnessing to the lady at the well, the Samaritan woman. And the Bible says when he, st- when he got to that well, when Jesus got to the well, he was tired. It was a hot day. It was 12 in the afternoon. It was hot. It was blistering hot. And, 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 and then he witnessed to the lady at the well. And that's where we got the revelation that Jesus said, the Father's looking for those that are going to worship him in spirit. And in truth, amen, God's looking for worshipers. And so we got, we got that revelation there. And we know that when, when the disciples came back and, she, and, and they saw her talking to the woman and they said, you know, you know they asked Jesus, what, you know, they wanted to ask him, what, what was he doing talking to the Samaritan woman? And Jesus, and Jesus, and they said, we brought you food. And Jesus said, my food is due the will of the Father. And anyway, he was, the bottom line is, Jesus' food, he got invigorated. He got strengthened by doing the work of the Father. And when we do the work of the Father, we will be strengthened. We will be built up. We, we, will, we, we will raise up, be raised up like eagles. We will not be tired and we will not grow weary. Number three, we need a word up. I love that. We need a word up. We need to be reading our Bibles every day. We need to be getting a fresh perspective of God. I like what it says in the Lord's Prayer. Lord, give me this day my daily bread. So we need to continue to read. I I read a devotional every day. 
I get up in the morning and I read my devotional and I'm faithful to my devotional and God speaks to me in the devotions. Sometimes God reveals some truth to me that I need for that day. And I want to encourage you to spend time with God in your devotions. Write down, number four, write down what God is saying to you in the time that you spend with him. Write down the visions and the plans that he has for you. I'm going to say number, number five, keep reviewing uh, the vision before you. Keep looking at what God wants to do in your life. I'm telling you, my question is, are you seeing the promise of God in your life? Hope sees the promise. Are you seeing it? Blind Bartimaeus imagined himself seeing and Jesus gave him sight. Remember blind Bartimaeus? He had the beggar's coat. And, 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 and they were telling him, you know, don't worry about, about Jesus. Jesus doesn't want to talk to you. People in the crowd was, was the naysayers were telling him. And, he took, and then finally Jesus calls him because he kept calling out. Blind Bartimaeus kept calling out to Jesus. And he dropped his coat. Remember that? The beggar's coat. Why? He saw himself getting the promise. The lady with the issue of blood. That was, that was sick for 12 years, sought physicians to heal her, could not get any better, spent all her money. She, she envisioned herself being healed. She touched the hem of Jesus' garment and she received healing in her body. She saw it before she received it. The leopards cried out in mercy and to receive God's healing. And as Jesus said, as you go... You will be healed. As they turn, they believed the word of God. They believed that they would be healed. They moved on the word and they received their, their healing. I like the, the thief at the, at the cross with Jesus. We're, we're close to the Easter message. And we know there were two thieves that were on either side of Jesus. And, the, and, and one of the thieves acknowledged Jesus as being Lord and Savior. And that thief Ask Jesus, would you just remember me? Remember me when you get into your kingdom. And Jesus said, you know, this day you will be with me in paradise. See, I'm going to say this. You could be at the end of your rope. You could be at the very last dying seconds of your life. And you just call on the name of Jesus. That's why I never write anybody off. You, you call on the name of Jesus the very last second of your life and the grace of God will pull you out of hell and push you into heaven, give you the glory that God has intended you to have. I'm telling you, never write anybody off. I'm telling you, God can, can catch you at the very last seconds of your life. Lives. You believe that today? I'm telling you, we need to keep praising Him. Praise Him for what He has done. Praise Him for what He's doing. Praise Him for what He's going to do. We need to keep thanking God. Give Him praise. Give Him glory. Give Him honor for all that He has done. And when you give Him praise and honor and glory, your hope will be emboldened. You will start believing again. You will start seeing again. And God will start doing the impossible in your lives. Do you believe it today? Have you received it today? Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, I thank you for your mercies and your goodness and your love. I thank you, Father God. We're believing you. Father God, we know that you desire more. 
You desire more in our lives. You desire to give us more life, abundant life. You desire to give us fruitful relationships. You desire to give us divine health. You desire to give us divine wealth, financial blessings. And I thank you, Father God, and I declare and decree that this church is moving in that closer walk with you where we have abundantly above more than we can ask or think. And I thank you, Father God, for the precious people here and those watching online today. And I'm saying to you today that Jesus is knocking on the door of your heart and he wants to come in and he wants to have supper with you. He wants to dine with you. He wants to have a relationship with you. And so today, the Bible says, is the day of salvation. You may not have another chance. So I want to invite you. I want to invite you to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. So if you're ready to do that today, just say this and mean it with your heart. Say, dear God, I believe Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. Jesus, I believe you were raised from the dead for my justification. Today, I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for saving me. And Heavenly Father, fill me. With your Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name, amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.